0: How many times has somebody said Jesus loves you to you I feel like if you grew up in church or even if you just now getting into it people always saying it Jesus loves you Jesus loves you I have been going to church since I was two years old so I've heard it my entire life even being a content creator a brand manager always tag it to a lot of my um to a lot of my content like just just a little Jesus loves you hashtag you know what I'm saying But that's not a little quote. That's not like a a quote we can just be passive about anymore. This year, God has really wrecked me when it comes to what it actually means to be loved by the creator of the universe. It's time to stop running over that like it means nothing. And it's time for us as Christians to stop, stop saying it like it means nothing. Let's talk about what it really means to be loved. you already know 1 Corinthians um i do believe what is it 13 4 through 8 love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud it does not dishonor others it is not self seeking ooh it is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth it always protects always trusts always hopes always perseveres love never fails that is a good definition good defining sector of what it really means to be loved it's like yes this is what we should represent this is what we should give but it in order to understand what it means for me to actually live like that and to give that off to others i had to break it down and and even go go a little deeper than that scripture i had to go past it like god what is this really mean like yes you are patient you are kind you don't envy you don't boast you are all of this but how does that look in my life god has been banging on my front door about love all week all week and I'm like dang we ain't got nothing else to talk about I really feel like that's why my podcast is so late because I'm like I don't want to talk about that like that's that just seems so oh whatever and God loves you and he's like girl shut up sit down and let me tell you what I'm really talking about This is gonna seem so random babe but I promise you it's not when people used to ask in church you know like before the altar call in the churches I grew up like do you really believe you go to heaven like raise your hand um I didn't used to raise my hand because there was so much fear in my heart because of the ins and outs of my character, of my personality. Like, I wasn't there yet. It's like, God, I'm not I'm not ready. I'm not complete. Like, what if I get up there and you, like, I did not know you, girl. Like, there was so much fear. I was almost consumed by one, because I didn't really know the Lord. I didn't really know what it actually meant to be loved by God. And I didn't really know myself. I didn't realize that I could be in a relationship with the Lord. Let's go to 1 John 4 and 16. By the way, we're really going to be in the Bible today and I don't apologize for that because how else could we understand? It says, and we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. Did you, have you come to know it? Do you believe the love that God has for you? That's a question. Deep thought. Reflect on it. God is love. And the one who remains in love remains in God. And God remains in them. We have to be swimming in his love to be in relationship with him. and, And to know it. And to believe that God loves us. Verse 17. In this, love is made complete with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment because as he is so also are we in this world there is no fear in love instead perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment oof so the one who fears is not complete in love we love because he first loved us honestly let's really break that down we already talked a little through 16 But in verse 17, it says, in this love is made complete with us. I'm a big word girl. If you listen to my podcast or honestly, if you're just my friend, baby, you know, I'm going to look up some definition of some words. And a long time ago, years ago, I was looking up just the real definition of perfection. And it really means to be made complete. It means to literally be whole. So I'm not trying to be just this perfect shot woman like I got it all like I know it all like I'm really just letting the hands of the father reach inside of me take out what doesn't belong and change me that's love in the love of Christ I am being made perfect so that I can have confidence on the day of judgment Baby, if you don't believe, when you get there, when you see his face, he's going to embrace you and literally shower you with even more love, and you're gonna know you're gonna be made perfect and complete. when there is fear inside of you, that means you do not know the love of Christ. You do not. And maybe it's not that you're not in relationship with Christ, or you, or you you know you don't serve him, or or you don't know things about him. But if there is fear, love that perfect love hasn't driven out your fear, honey. So one thing I was just thinking about, like, you know, I write down in the little section of my Bible. Oh, love is made complete. Love is fulfilled and accomplished. Like he already did it. I have no need to be worried or be fearful because my love came down and got on that cross and made it all right, baby. He literally completed it he fulfilled it and he accomplished it that's what i believe and because i know the man upstairs for real like i don't know every part of him because he's so infinite and he's still teaching me things but i know him he knows me we are in relationship i know and understand that when he did what he did and then got up and went back up there his love was made complete in me so i don't have no fear about no about no judgment baby i know i'm gonna get up there and he gonna be like my girl and then in verse 18 it it goes a little deeper you know about just perfect love driving out the fear because fear involves punishment i used to think about god as a punisher like that's how i know i really didn't know him i used to think oh my gosh, He's always trying to take something i'm gonna get a whooping because i did this like i'm not perfect so god cannot love me that's fear and fear involves punishment the love of god is not about giving you a spanking because you make a mistake yeah he going he gonna give you a little discipline you know what i'm saying but that's not the overall like overwhelming theme or definition or defining moment of what it means to be loved by god so if you're living in that space do you really know his love probably not the second part And that says, so the one who fears is not complete in love. I think that speaks for itself. Verse 19, we love because he first loved us. I realized I really understood I really was in relationship with Christ at one point because I do love him because he loved me first he chose me he accepted me as he knew all the ins and outs and details of the foolishness I was gonna do but that wasn't like the first thought on his mind he really loves who he made and once I understood that and I got to know him then got to know myself I can still you know. Be a human. Make a few mistakes and still recognize I am loved. There is no need to fear. God already did the work when he came down here and literally made it complete. I hope that makes sense to you. That's just a little moment I had with the Lord about some love this week. And really stand on that, stand on that level. Like, do you understand the love? Let's go to First John Three and we really can't read a lot about it. Let's go to 16. This is how we have come to know love. He laid down his life for us. There you go. We should also lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has this world's goods and sees a fellow believer in need, but withholds compassion from him, how does God's love reside in him? Little children, let us not love in word or speech, but in action and in truth. It's I don't I really hope I'm breaking this down like well for you, but it's kind of like a process. It's kind of like just like a like a timeline. Even going back to First Corinthians 13, like even when I was reading it, I said this is how we should act. But before we can act like we're patient, we're kind, we're not proud, we're not self-seeking. We have to know that that and know and understand that that is the love of Christ. And then we have like like that's the line. I got to know God, then I'm going to know me, and then I'm going to be able to act like God, not out of falseness or like being a, who's a good actress? It don't matter, but not, not, not being fake about it. Like, I can't give real love, lay down my life for my brothers and sisters and give them what they need, that real compassion. If I don't know the Lord, know that he knows me, get to know myself and then be able to give out that real love to them. Verse 18 really hit me in my chest, though. Let us not love in word or speech, but in action and in truth. And that's kind of what I took away from doing some studying in 1 John 3 and 4 this week. We have to love in action and in truth. That's the way that the Lord loves us. In his actions, but in truth. And when I think about truth, I think about realness. I think about sincerity. I think about character. I literally have been just settling in this uh, love in action and in truth, Imani. That's really what it's about. Like I'm a little bit further in the process. I'm not saying I'm beating you. I'm not saying I'm better than you, but because I know God, I know that he knows me and I know me, I'm in a space where I can really give out love in action and in truth. And in moments when I don't do that, I literally have this part of the Bible to come back to and say, mmm. This is why that is wrong. This is why what I said is wrong. This is why I shouldn't have done that to my sister. This is how I should actually act. If I really love the Lord and I know that he really loves me, there's no fear. And I'm loving in action and in sincerity to my sisters and my brothers. Uh, I've been talking to a few few people this week just about the love of God and really just about relationships. Like I, I'm thinking about how, when I should be in a real relationship with God, then I should be in a real relationship with like the people that are close to me, like the believers. And then I should be in real relationships with unbelievers. Like if I'm really gonna disciple people, if I'm really gonna teach people in action and in truth, who is my father, who do I serve and why, and, and how he loves me so much, And the same way he loves me, he loves you. You got to be in a relationship with folks. So I was just thinking, when I've been in relationships, eh, help me, (laughs) Father. Like, if you got a man or you got a girlfriend or a fiance or you married, you ain't waking up and not thinking about that person. You're not thinking I'm going to do for such such and such today. I'm going to talk to them today. I'm going to be for them. If If you ain't doing that, then maybe you really don't love them. But that's really another story for another day. So I'm thinking about myself or other people that I watch currently in relationships. You literally ain't going all day without talking to them. You're not missing out on serving to them. And, you know, like I talked about in my last podcast, catering to them how can we be in relationships with other humans doing these these good lovey-dovey things and you're not doing the same thing with jesus like i've just been thinking this week if i really love him and i understand that he loves me and he's showing me that i want to be in a real relationship with the lord like i'm not finna wake up and not jesus jesus not be my first thought well he working on me baby my first thought usually be what i'm gonna eat today or where's the TikTok, but like I said, I'm imperfect, but a perfect God loves me in perfect love. Anyway, (laughs) I want to talk to the Lord throughout the day. I want to serve him. I want to give to him throughout the day. And it's like that it's not the same every day or that's, that's habitual. That's religious when we're thinking about Jesus. But even if you're in a relationship and everything is the same every day, like that's kind of lame. Like why would you want that? But Anyway, I got to think about the fact that every day if I'm in relationship with my savior, I got to act like it. Let me let me talk to him. Let me let me call him. Let me send him a little text message throughout the day. Let me be the best that I can be for him because that's what he gives me and I want to give it back. Like, do you really love the Lord and know that he loves you and are are you in a position to give that love to other people if you're not understanding what it really means to be in relationship with the, with the Lord? no but we working on it this is kind of interesting I really was told by a friend of mine I think you should read Song of Solomon I'm like I already ready but I started reading it again and I haven't made it through all eight chapters because it's so it's, it's literally breaking me down and literally making me fall in love with the Lord And there have been several times in my life. I remember when I was 13 or 14 reading it like, oh, I don't think I should be reading this, honestly. But that's because I was misunderstanding that that was about me and the Lord. I was thinking about a man or really I've always wanted to be married. So I was just thinking about being married. But anyway, I'm in that part of the Bible and just getting some real breakdowns of what it means to be loved by the Lord, what it means to be in relationship with him and what that should look like. So let's talk about it. There have been several moments um, where I've read Song of Sil- Solomon's in and out There was even a time where pastor of mine like, kind of changed my entire perspective on it because I read it in the TPT. And even, not necessarily that translation, but she kind of just revealed to me what God had revealed to her about it and the fact that I was reading this in an entirely wrong perspective. Like I should have been reading Song of Solomon's considering this is what God thinks about This is what God wants for me to feel when I am thinking and being with him. So let's just think about it. Song of Solomon's chapter one. We're going to start in verse two. Let him smother me with kisses. His spirit kiss divine. So kind are your caresses. I drink them in like the sweetest wine. Oh my God. First of all. This is, this is how I'm feeling about my husband. I'm already aware. But let me think about what actually matters. This is how I should consider the love of God. And I can't believe I've gone moments without that being my top thought about being in a relationship with God. I was reading this and literally almost in tears. So I'm going to keep going so you can see what I'm talking about. And then we're going to discuss it. Verse three, your presence releases a fragrant fragrance so pleasing over and over pour it out for your lovely name is flowing oil no wonder the brides to be adore you verse four draw me into your heart we will run away together into the king's cloud-filled chamber (sighs) ain't that so sweet that's so sweet and i don't think of the love of god is just being like this this sweet kind of thing like oh my gosh that's all he want to do he just want to smother me with kisses he wants me to hold him and love him no like we are here to make disciples of christ we are here to literally help change the world by doing what the what god tells us to do by being an obedient but if you don't by being obedient but if you don't understand the love of god you really can't do what you were purposed to do what you're called to do and i believe that i'll i'll put money on it even though that's a sin i think to gamble but um i i really will though because until i understood the love of god i couldn't be myself because i didn't know myself because i didn't know the lord but i'm just thinking about this like god smothered me with kisses your spirit kissed divine so kind are your caresses. I drink them in like the sweetest wine. Do you do you drink in the love of God like the sweetest wine? Or are you drinking real wine? So y'all know me. Y'all know how I feel about words. You know how I get caught up. So I'm thinking like why they just keep talking about kiss because if I go further into verse four it's like we will remember your love rejoicing and delighting in you celebrating your every kiss as better than wine no wonder righteousness adores you so I'm like what they keep talking about kissing for like what that mean let me find my little you know I had to look up the word you know I did so I was considering the word neshak. I'm like what is that what does that even mean I don't know, I could completely be um saying this wrong, but it's spelled N-A-S-H-A-Q. And it literally means to kiss. And it also can be almost put in the same place as wine. Like if that's the way it's used. So when you see kiss in the Bible in original Hebrew language, you can almost replace it with wine. And it's like we need that, oh my gosh, we need to be intoxicated by the love of god by by his by his wine, by his kisses it it all is love, 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 real love, and it's like they keep comparing it to wine because y'all now. Who be drinking wine or drinking in general to not be drunk? Like, I understand y'all try to say, oh, I'm just taking a sip. I just want one drink. Okay, you already not sober. That's another story for another day. And I can speak from my own experiences. So I'm not coming at you. I'm just telling you the truth. But it's like, if, if you want some wine, you ever find yourself needing a moment? Like, I just need a drink. No, you need to be caressed and, and kissed by the love of God. That's better than wine. It's sweeter than wine. And these words, his scripture is telling you that. Verse 4 says, draw me into your heart. We will run away together into the king's cloud chamber. Like, obviously, you can take that and have your way with it. Don't think about what it means in, in a human perspective or what that would mean in another human perspective like relationship that's talking about going into the presence of the lord that's talking about going into the secret place with him like this should be the foundation of our relationship with christ Knowing that he loves you like that. He smothers you with this with this wine, these kisses, that love. I know for a man this might be a little interesting, but let go of that guilt, let go of that shame, whatever it is, let go of that masculinity because he's talking to you too, babe. Um, literally tell the Lord to draw draw you into his heart so that y'all can run away together and be in that secret place so he can really help you understand what it really means to be loved by him and what that actually looks like i'm so sorry my ipad is going off who in the world is texting me when i first started drinking and if you see my tiktok i talked about this a little bit but it didn't leave my mind after that so i know it's supposed to be in this podcast too but i like cheap stuff i wanted some cheap wine because i didn't know how to drink i wasn't used to it my body didn't know how to handle it. I didn't even think I liked it. I just wanted to be drunk, but that's another story for another day, honey. I want, I just wanted to kind of taste like juice so that I could take it in. But the more I drank, it was like, I don't want that. Like, and then I had a real job. I want, I got some money. I'm going to go buy some real stuff. The first time I tasted red wine, like aged wine, I was disgusted. Like, this is so nasty. Who would drink this? But the more my taste buds changed, the more my body became acclimated to being a drinker and more inclined to like real alcohol, real wine. I was like, I want to I want to taste something good. So it's like I became so bougie with it like I'm going to drink some red wine. I want some deep grown up kind of wine and and I've just been thinking about the love of God as wine and like I said when I was talking about shock, just we need to be intoxicated by his love and by him to really do the work that he's placed in us it's like God's love is real wine it's real wine it's grown-up wine It's it's aged and the more you dive into it the more your body changes the more your perspective changes the more your desire and your taste for it changes because the deeper you go the longer you go in this marathon with the lord to become more like him and to see his face at the end of it you change and that's kind of how it was when i was drinking so i just wanted to add that in there you know what i'm saying Let, let's talk about it you know that what's that quote um love is like wine it gets sweeter and sweeter with time but it's like like i just said the more you go the more your taste buds change for it. like you don't want that cheap sweet stuff you want real aged wine like you don't go to know what's it called like the wine places you can go i don't know you know when people be in the in the fields they out there tasting the wine little wine testing like there's a bunch of places in like california or even really austin texas one of my old bosses used to talk about it a lot but it's like you're going out there to taste real stuff, like wine that's been aging for years and years and years. Like, that's real, real. Wine, and that's the love of God. It gets realer, it gets sweeter, it gets deeper, it grows up as you grow up. And that doesn't mean that his love has changed. It's always been like that, but he gives you what you can take. And if you like me, you can't really take no real alcohol at first. You can take no real wine. So maybe that's what happens as you grow deeper in your relationship with God. He gives you what you can take as your body changes, as your heart changes. Really, if we're thinking of spiritual things, as you get older. the less you act like a child the more your desire deepens for him to be in that secret place like song of solomon speaks to he gives you that that real one that real love you know what i'm saying let's just be intoxicated by god let's go deeper and deeper in our relationship with him so we can know him we can know ourselves and we can give the real love of Christ to other people I've had just deeper desires to worship the Lord so it's like when I really know his love when I really know how he feels about me and I start giving that back to him I start catering to him that's worship and again y'all know how I feel about words so there's a word proskuneo. I don't know p-r-o-s-k-u-n-e-o it means to fall on your knees before him to kiss him Deep love, affection, uh, affection. Ah, I'm like so excited because it's like that's what we should be giving back to God. Like that's the worship of what like or, or the reward of what he should be getting from us. The same way he kisses and caresses and loves us in that deep aged way. We should be giving back real raw Love to the Father, to the Lord, the King of Kings. We should be worshiping Him. We should be at His feet, giving Him real love and affection. And that that really made me think of somebody sent me um a text this morning, and it was Mark fourteen and nine. They it reminded them of something I said or some TikToks or whatever. And I've read that story with <laughs> great pleasure because it it really taught me some things to learn more about what the story actually meant but when I think about devotion deep affection I think about Mary from Bethany and what she did at the feet of Jesus when she broke open that alabaster box and gave the realness of of when she gave who she really was that deep affection that love that worship the best she had to Jesus that's all he wants that is all he wants she wasn't worried about nobody around her she wasn't worried about what they were going to say she wasn't worried about her past she literally had her eyes on christ she walked him broke open the box like that she knew she was never going to be able to put that together she was never going to go back and like pretend it never happened she literally just poured it out at the feet of christ do you do that Is that how you worship God? Worshiping him in spirit and in truth? Like, yes, I can go to church or even in my living room. That's where I like to worship. When I'm at home, I can give my deepest love and affection to the feet of Jesus. I can kiss on his feet, wipe away my tears from his feet with my hair if I'm going to be like Mary, baby. But I had to live like that too. That's what I should be giving to my brothers and sisters. I should be showing the world that this is how much I love God. This is how I worship him and why. Literally going back to First John. Or no no no, it wasn't first John. It was first John. Yes, it was. First John, I'm on it, but it was first John three and eighteen. When we were talking about loving in action and in truth. We should be like Mary. You really should go read the story. Um it's Mark fourteen, verse three through nine, I do believe. And it's what Mary did before she like she did this very deep worship, giving God the most quality and expensive oil, this extreme devotion, right before he died. So it was like she was prepping him to, to go down the cross for all of us. Like, oh my gosh, I'm being moved. I'm being moved. But Mark 14 and 9 says, I promise you that as this wonderful gospel spreads all over the world, the story of her lavish devotion to me will be mentioned in memory of her. So it's like, That's kind of of what I want the resolution of my life to be as I continue to know God, continue to accept and live like he knows me and that we're in relationship and I can give that to the people around me. I don't want people to think about you know, my singing or even my blog or my writing. Like, I don't want them to think about me in my legacy. I want them to think about the fact that I gave lavish devotion to the Lord and that is what produced the things that I do. But who I am, I'm a worshiper in spirit and in truth, a worshiper that knows that I am deeply loved, love like wine, love like sweet kisses, that raw, real love from God. I'm giving that worship back to Him. Because he loved me first. I want that to be my memory. When people think about the gospel of Christ. When they think about you know, who I was and what I did. My family, my kids. I want their memory of me, my legacy to be that girl really worshipped the Lord. That girl was really in relationship with the Lord. That girl was really loved by Christ. And because he loved her and she understood that love. She gave it back to him. Not just to him, but she gave it to other people in action and in truth because it was real. Even just thinking about the word of God, Song of Solomon's 5. I think we're in chapter 5 verse 15 he's steadfast in all he does his ways are the ways of righteousness based on truth and holiness none can rival him but all will be amazed by him most sweeter his kisses even his whispers of love he is delightful in every way and perfect from every viewpoint if you ask me why i love him so oh brides to be it's because there is none like him to me Everything about him fills me with holy desire, and now he is my beloved, my friend forever. That's all God wants us to know he wants us to know him for real that he's steadfast he's always faithful he's always walking in righteousness and truth like if you know that about god you will always be amazed by him his sweet kisses his whispers of love he's delightful and perfect from every view like all the scriptures we've been reading speaks to the same thing there is nobody like god and he wants to be in relationship with us he wants us to deeply understand who he is his character, what his love really means, how he's pouring that over our lives every single day, how we should view him. He wants us to know that he is our friend forever. Like, what? What? That's it? Because that's the foundation that prompts us to wake up every day and be bold and to go out and serve others and to be like Christ. To teach other people who he really is so that we can connect them to him and they can get to experience this same love, sweet as wine, that we get to experience on a daily. Like he wants, it's the the process. We talked about the process earlier in the podcast. Know God. Know that you are loved by God. Know that he knows you. Get to know yourself. Go give that love to other people, that knowledge, so that we all can be friends forever with the Father. Ain't nobody like the God that I serve, baby. Ain't nobody like the God that I serve. I really want you to go through and read Song of Solomon's yourself, but it's like there's a part in the story where the bride or the person literally... You know told told the told the man the one that that it says that we're describing for me is christ she she told him, "Go away, like go by yourself, I'll come find you, but then that was like the deepest regret why how could I let him go and it's because she let other things come into the situation, change her perspective, change her actions. she wasn't walking in truth, and she let go of the Father. How many times have we done that, and why do we keep doing that? Song of Solomon's two and fifteen says. You must, well, I'm going to start at, well, no, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. No, let's go to 15. You must catch the troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship, for they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I've planted within you. Will you catch them and remove them from me? We will do it together. Is there something hindering you from really understanding this deep, raw, real love of Christ? Something that's blocking you from being in a real relationship with him? Like, are you not catching the sly little foxes, y'all, in the story? the the woman literally runs after this man she searches for him everywhere and God's word says seek and you will find so even if there's something that causes you to step away to distance yourself there's always space there's always a push to go and look go and seek the lord because you're going always find him and whatever it is that's stopping you from understanding this deep real love with Jesus Christ put it down let it go. Surrender it to him so that you don't have to go find him. Like so it won't break your relationship. So it won't get in the way. The devil is so disturbing. Such a such a rat. But he's always moving and operating in slyness, trying to do things that will disconnect us from this love of Christ. And you know it's where it says nothing will separate us from the love of Christ. But we can walk away. We can step away. And for me it's always been shame and guilt that literally, like, condemnation, like, that fear, not letting his perfect love cast out the fear, like, that kind of stuff has always caused me to walk away from God. Never again. I understand now. And it could be the same for you, sister. Don't let the sly little foxes disconnect you from this love, you know? I really could talk about this for the rest of my life, and I will be doing so. But I don't know, y'all. Like, I really just want y'all to understand When somebody says Jesus loves you, that's not a a little thing. That's not like, oh, put it on a t-shirt and walk away. No, like Jesus really loves you. He came down to this earth, got on a cross, died for you, and then went back up there and sent his Holy Spirit to fill you and to be with you so you would never feel like that he had walked away. He is interceding on our behalf every single day. Covering us with his blood, with his mercy and his love every single day because that's real love. You can't love nobody else in the right way if you don't love Christ. I don't care if you don't even know him. That don't change the truth. <laughs> you can't love yourself if you don't really love Christ and understand the ways in which he loves you on a daily basis. I just want y'all to understand the love of God. That's it. That that, that love. Ooh. Let's read it again. That patient love, that kind love, the love that's not proud. It doesn't dishonor you. That love that's not easily angered. That love that keeps no record of wrongs. The love that doesn't deny that does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. The love that protects you. That tr- like this is what he's doing every day and he didn't just start. He's always been doing it. I just want you to know that love and in order to really know it and to really understand it you have to know the Lord so I'll end it just talking about the timeline again the process again sister you have to know God know that he knows you know that he loves you get to know yourself so that you can walk out into this world every day give that love to your brothers and sisters the people that you know love Christ but also unbelievers the people that God wants you to connect to him let's let's really just get to know know the love, real love. let's think about even relationships again man i I want that I want I want to be loved in action and in truth, and it has to come from God first if you really want it to be real. We're in relationships with the creator of the universe. we're in a relationship with the savior, the king of kings, the Lord of all lords. And there's nobody like him. Do a deep dive into that love. Think about it. Let's love God. Let's be loved by God. Let's give that love to other people and let's love in action and in truth. Let's not let anything keep us from being loved and loved on over and over again. Let it pour it out to us by the father creator of the universe and let's not let those little sly foxes stop us from giving it to each other let's love that's real love that's what love is i don't care what the world says i don't care what society says i don't know what what month it is but baby we love is god love is perfect and love casts out fear when it comes from the father and that's that's all i got to say about it I know, I know, I know. That's a lot, man. I am loved. I am loved. God is not embarrassed. He He doesn't count me as a mistake. I am loved, and so are you. Anybody that's that's listening to this, you are loved, and that's really all I want you to take away from that. Real love, real love. And I want you to give it to somebody else per usual um you know we got a blog we got an instagram sincere women sincerely I'mani, you know we got it going on right now let's lean in let's lean into each other let's be real in our community you know i'm always coming with the truth and i'm always coming with love oh by the way we have a shop now so i'm gonna drop the link go ahead and check it out go ahead and put on a t-shirt or a sweatshirt so people will know where you come from baby you come from the sincere women community which comes from the hands of god all my love to anybody that is listening to this and it's gonna keep coming and keep coming over and over again just like the love of christ comes over and over again